Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Not just any edition. The Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Don't you love the Tuesday edition? Love it. Special place Mm -hmm. in my life. Lexi, is that your favorite edition? Tuesday Mm -hmm. edition? Yeah, usually. Okay. She's such a smarty. Yeah, usually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going through a book here, and uh, you ever do this? You find, like, pieces of paper inside of books. That belong to somebody else? Yes. This piece of paper. I know this handwriting. This Someone is, put as a Langston Hughes poem? Yes. And on the back, I'm not quite sure. It's written in pencil, and it's a long... How do you know the handwriting? Uh, he's a friend of mine, and I know his well, handwriting. Well, who, oh, what book was that inside of? It was in Derek Sherman's book. Who we're going to be talking to later on the show. Yeah. Does Derek know this person? No. Why was this letter inside no Derek's idea. book? Just because I was cleaning my office, and this this piece of paper is probably from, like, the 80s. So what's <laughs> You know what? I can't even go there. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. I don't know. Me neither. Anyway, thanks for coming along today. Yeah. Happy to be here. Are you thanking me? Yeah, I am. I believe me. Every day, I'm happy that you're here with me. Of all the people I'm sitting across, I'm glad it's you. God really bless you, John. God bless you as well. Um, big night in the world of baseball. Okay, now, I'm, I'm reading today's trib, and uh, the sports writer is saying, <laughs> this is a World Series preview. Okay, let's back up back the bus it up, a little. Back up, my friend. Back it up. He's saying it's a World Series preview. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Pittsburgh Not Pirates. Not the Buccaneers. Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Rays. Rays. Yeah. yeah. The Tampa Bay. That's how in tune I am with the Buccaneers. Yeah. Or the Rays. Uh-huh. I mean, very the tiny two, little small the market two, teams. The two teams who have the best records in baseball. Can you believe we're saying that? In May. Yeah, we're saying it in May. That's good. I love it. I'm going to miss the game. You're going to... I'll tape it. You want to come by and watch it later? No, no, I'll just probably listen to it on the radio and cheat. I'm going to a, <laughs> I'm going to a seminar. Yeah, are you? Yep. Okay. I know you like a seminar. Yep. And yeah. going to a family seminar. The uh, yep. Mrs. said, "Let's go to this seminar, John." And she didn't care about the the, the epic nature of the you know, game. Do you ever your spouse ever say, "Let's go to a seminar"? No, I don't think he's <laughs> ever said that. He might though. It could happen. Let's go to a seminar. Yeah, yeah I'll be in a room full of other people who are also seminarying in the seminar. Um. Do you think that you're reconsidering the um, recording option on your, like, having a DVR? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's such a ripoff. Why is it a ripoff? Because what are you paying? 15 bucks a month? I think it is, or twelve ninety nine. And you're renting oh, but the DVR no. okay, player. Okay, well, here's the thing. I'm not doing that anymore because now that, I, no, now that I have Fubo, it's included. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So you don't pay anything extra for it. It yeah. includes 1,000 hours. Believe of me, recording. if I if I had to pay the fifteen dollars a month, and you know, with the DVR thing, yeah. I'd be at another seminar. <laughs> okay, about how to dissolve your marriage. Just seminar. saying, I'm not yeah. going to be doing that. Okay, because uh-huh. that's a ripoff. You know it is. It is a ripoff. But, but I do. It, but it it gives exactly. it changes the way you watch TV. It changes how I look at time. Yeah, because I'd be really at this does. seminar this evening. Going, don't no tell me about deal. the game. Don't tell me about the game. I'll just watch it when I get home. Yep. Lex, do you have a DVR? Nope. Aha. Because it's a ripoff. Well, it's also because I don't have cable. So Uh there's that as well. What do you have? Uh, I just do a bunch of subscription streaming streaming services. Yeah. Generally, what do you think you're paying? Um, Well, (laughs) that's a good question, isn't it? (laughs) Mainly. Well, I I mooch. (laughs) Oh, oh, see that? Oh, right. There's the sharing platform. Uh And a bunch of my friends. 
So we decided that each of us buys one streaming service uh, and then we and all give each other the passwords. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're all sharing. I'm mm-hmm. paying for like maybe two of them. Right. That's our, our old producer, uh, Broke Girl Christy. Mm-hmm. She used to do that. Mm-hmm. And now she's no longer broke. So I think she's, she, you know, got right. a big TV set and she's just fine. We should start borrowing off of her. Exactly. Isn't that a good word though? Mooch. Yeah, mooching is you don't good. Hear mooch no, but it's good. Awful. And yeah. sometimes you have to do it. Mooch. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, not, not that we're going to out Lexi, but it's probably illegal. The old streaming mooch. Well, then hypothetically, I do that. Hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, there's an, in an imaginary world, that would be a good idea. In a different yeah. time yeah. and galaxy. Right. right. Enough of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so busy day? but you don't watch sports, Lex, then? Uh, not not, not usually. Like okay. No. Got it. Because the sports is what really. Of course, you miss that, right? Gets things confusing. I mean, I had yeah. to go through this whole thing go, we're paying X for cable. Here, here. We're paying $115 a month for cable. My wife's like, that's too much. I was like, okay, let's go reconfigure. We're Now we're paying $160. Okay. <laughs> Good job, John. Listen, you could get you, you, you could half that to get internet TV. But then I, I'm going to miss sports. You're doing the Fubo thing, right? Why? I don't, know. I don't miss sports. They're all in there. Local mm-hmm. Steelers. AT&T. Pirates. Pirates. Pens. They're all in there. That conversation is so complex. $84. Isn't it complex? $84. Just for that. Uh And then you have HBO, Netflix, I just have Netflix, Prime, and Hulu. Mm -hmm. So I have three streaming services. Start mooching off Lexi. But it would cut your your TV Mm -hmm. in half. Probably. All right. We'll get to that. Just a little thought for you today. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Let's let's segue to the news. I'm ready. Ready, please. All right. Without further ado, Kath, the news stories, give us the top four at four. For May 2nd, 2023, number one, President Biden is sending 1,500 active duty troops to the southern border with Mexico, U.S. officials said today, as they brace for a possible influx of migrants seeking to take advantage of the lifting of COVID restrictions to asylum. It looks like John Troops would assist with transportation, admin duties, warehouse support, narcotics detection, and data entry. Mm. An official said earlier today the troops would be armed for self-defense but would not have a law enforcement role and will supplement 2,500 National Guard troops already at the border. So what does that mean? That if they're not going to do any enforcing, they're just kind of hanging out? Well, they're going to be doing data entry, narcotics detection, warehouse support, admin duties, and transportation. Number two. That's from the New York Times, by the way. The U.S. Surgeon General released an advisory today calling attention to the public health crisis of loneliness, isolation, and lack of connection in the U.S. This is what U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy said today, quote, lacking connection increases the risk for premature death to more than 60%. Put simply, he said, this social disconnection increases the risk for premature death to the same levels as smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. How about that? Approximately half of U.S. adults experience loneliness daily. How many? 50%. Half. 50% of U.S. adults adults. experience loneliness daily even before the onset of COVID-19. Really? According to the report, insufficient social connection has also been linked to an increased risk of heart disease, stroke, anxiety, depression, and dementia. Additionally, loneliness reported among the primary motivations for self-harm. Read more about that at ABC News. Number three. The first TV and film writer strike in 15 years kicked off today. 
expected to bring production in the nation's entertainment center to a halt. But the impact of the strike could impact you or not impact you, depending on what you're watching. And, of course, how long it takes for writers and studios to reach a deal. The most immediate impact of the strike will be seen in late night shows. Uh, The late night show on CBS, Jimmy Kimmel Live on ABC, Tonight Show NBC, Late Night NBC, Comedy Central's The Daily Show have all stopped production, plan to run repeats for the foreseeable future, Hmm. less certain how daytime talk will be affected. That's from the AP. And from today's Trib... An article about Giant Eagle. It's been about six weeks since Bill Artman, a longtime employee, took the reins as interim CEO at the company that has been around in our neck of the woods for more than 90 years, taking over leadership at a time when the consumer market is pretty dicey, right? Shoppers are trying to get as much as they can for their dollar. Inflation is messing it up for everybody. But the news comes, he says, between Thursday, this Thursday, and August 9th, Giant Eagle plans to cut prices on about 800 items at its grocery and get-go stores. The company said the moves represent a reduction of about 20%. That's your top four at four. Okay, listen to this. One of the things that Mr. Artman said um, is that out of the chain's 470 stores throughout western Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, Maryland, and Indiana, it was the Pittsburgh and Cleveland markets where demand for the printed circular was strongest after going digital. So they put it all online, and Pittsburgh and Cleveland was like, nope, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So Pittsburgh and Cleveland me. are demanding it back. Do you pay any attention to it? No. Do you? No. Lexi, do you pay any attention to that? Not really. Yeah, well, apparently a lot of people do. Okay. It's an older population that would, would pay attention to that. Do you clip coupons? No. Me neither. Lex, you clip a coupon? Once in a while. Hey. <laughs> Take a break. Come back. It's getting underway. It's the ride home. 101.5 WORD. When God created us, he had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at scripture weekday mornings at 930. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it, but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish and edit and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-255-9500, we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free writer's guide, call 800-255-9500. That's 800-255-9500. 800-255-9500. I'm Lynn Hayes Freeland, talk show host. 
The Way Home is a free home buying workshop from Dollar Bank. Learn about credit counseling and the Match Savings Program, where qualifying participants can receive up to $5,000 toward a down payment and closing cost. Join us Saturday, May 13th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Register at dollar.bank slash the way home. Dollar Bank, let's get you there. Equal housing lender. $5,000 match savings program is subject to terms and conditions, including income requirements. Call 412-261-8109 for details. Listen to this. 120 witch doctors come to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I visited Indonesia in Southeast Asia. It was there that I met Pastor Tandi, who befriended a witch doctor and invited him to come hear the gospel on the island of Papua. The man named Polly came, but he brought 120 apprentices, men and women, learning witchcraft. Talk about spiritual darkness. But you know, after hearing the gospel plainly preached, they bow the knee to Jesus Christ. They're learning what it means to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, and they need Bibles in Indonesia. Why? Because they're scarce. You simply cannot access them there. And so our prayer today is that you won't merely say, that's an interesting story, or it's neat that witch doctors are coming to Christ, but that you'll get involved. Will you help Word FM bless 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia at only $5 a Bible? $100 sends 20. Call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD, or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. With us, oh, should I say it again? Did we? Yeah, Sarah Eckhoff Zouster is back with us, senior writer and faith and work editor for the Gospel Coalition. Sarah also co-authored Gospel Bound, Living with Resolute Hope in an Anxious Age. Sarah, we're glad you're back. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Always a pleasure, Sarah. Okay, Sudan. What yeah. What is happening? First of all, uh, I'm sure a lot of us are geographically challenged. Talk about where Sudan is in the world and what's happening there, especially with Christian believers. Yeah. So Sudan is in Africa. But as you know, they're, they're sort of um, the top of Africa, which is pretty much uh, a lot of Muslims, very Arab. And then there's the Sahara, right? That's sort of that big strip um, along there, which is pretty much uninhabited. And then what we have is um, sub-Saharan Africa. Well, Sudan is sort of a, um, like goes along with that strip of Sahara. So, so when Sudan was first um, got its independence from independence from the United Kingdom, um, they drew these property lines around it, and inside it were um, like half the country was um, primarily African, and half of it was primarily Arabian, um, and then the the African part was primarily Christian, and the Arabian part was primarily Muslim, and so you can imagine how that conflict stretched out for years and years and years um, until South Sudan broke off um, in 2011. And so since then, um, they've been their two separate countries. So they're sort of, it's sort of in the middle of Africa. So the part we're talking about is Sudan, which is the, the northern part, mostly Muslim, mostly Arab. And talk about the situation there, Sarah. Yes. So... Um, they've been trying to, to um, transition to a democratic government. And I don't know if, you know, just I was thinking about this the other day, like, boy, look at all these countries that try and transition to a democratic government. And why is it so stinking hard? Yeah. Um, it's just like you just can't hardly get through it without a lot of violence. Or even if you do get through it with violence, there's so just feels like there's stuff that's missing. There's so much corruption. I think really a democracy works works the best or, or you can get there well if you have a country that has um, a lot of Christian values in it, um, a lot of self-control, a lot of 
um, all of those values that come from from a um, from a Christian worldview. And so I think, especially in those countries that don't have a Christian worldview, it's extremely difficult. It's hard even if you have a Christian worldview to make that transition. But if you don't, then what's um, then all of your um, motivations are off. And so I think that makes that even harder. So they've been fighting there um, for a couple of years now. There's been a military coup. Um, and the two guys that led the military coup um, a couple of years ago are today um, fighting each other is essentially what's happening. <clears throat> so is it a civil war? Yeah, I think it's a civil war. Um, I think, you know, it's just been the last couple of weeks that so the, what they what happened was um, one of these guys is the general of the army and one of these guys is the general of the paramilitary forces. So what you have is both groups are extremely well-armed, well-trained, have wealthy backing, um, just like the perfect storm of like, you know, okay, the Navy starts fighting the army or something. That, that's a problem because they're both really well-equipped. Um, so that's kind of what they have going on right now. All right. So what does this mean for refugees? I, I'm thinking that we're going to hear a staggering number. Yeah, um, we are. Um, so far, about more than 500 people have died and more than 4,000 have been injured. Um, that means, of course, the morgues are full. There's dead bodies on the streets, especially in Khartoum, the capital, where a lot of this is happening. The health care system is collapsing. Um, the electricity and water is increasingly unavailable. The food is scarce. The Internet is unstable. You're right about the refugees. More than 300,000 have been displaced, and the U.N. was predicting maybe another 800,000 by the end of the year. Of course, they're fleeing into the countries around them um, that are also unstable and poor and struggling. Um, so that has been over the last um, week was supposed to be a ceasefire. I don't think anybody ever actually stopped firing. Um, but they this was um, within the last week, you saw a tremendous number of like Americans left, uh, internationals left mm -hmm. um, are just leaving in droves. But the trick is you can't get out through. Um, there's no airport to get out of. And so they have to get on a bus and go 500 miles to the water and then get on a boat. Oh, my and gosh. that's how. Yeah. And that's how they're getting. Um, okay. Americans out of Sudan. So because it's the Middle East, uh, Christians are a smaller percentage of the population. What about Christian believers and their safety? Yeah. So if you can imagine when South Sudan with the mostly African Christians broke off, that left the couple of Christians, um, I, I say couple, but think a couple thousand probably, mm -hmm. who are in, in Sudan even more alone. Um, so there aren't a ton of them there. Um, there's been a lot of, of ethnic and religious persecution against them. Um, Christian girls and women are in, are in danger of rape and forced marriage, and men and boys have been beaten and imprisoned, and church buildings are often, um, you know, if you get yourself a little spot, often taken away. Um, so this year, Sudan ranked in the World Watch List top 10 hardest places in the world to be a Christian, um, which they had not been in for a couple of years, but this year they popped back up to the top mm. of that list. You don't want to be at the top of. Um, so that has been challenging. And the hard part is um, Khartoum's the big city. And so that's where most of them lived before this week. Mm -hmm. So, Sarah, when events like this happen, and of course, it's a, a far too common worldwide occurrence. What about relief organizations, those people who are the helpers, who are assisting believers and just people, regular people who are suffering? What's the take on them? 
I know. I think it's at, um, I was reading somewhere, um, I think it was the UN, um, who was trying to send in support, um, and three of their aid workers were killed, and so they had to pull back out. Um, I just think the support is very, like right now everyone's just running away, um, because even the support agencies really can't get in there. I know there's a there's some Christians in, uh, I talked to a guy, a Sudanese guy, um, who, um, is out of the country now, but was in Khartoum, um, just a couple of weeks ago, talking to a little band of Christians there. There was maybe 80 Christian leaders that he was talking to. So he knows they have fled, um, to nearby cities as well, but, um, it's bad. Like they don't have a mattress to sleep on. They don't have their mosquito netting. The water is dirty. Um, and he said, I can't think of any way to get them any aid. Like, even if you had something to send, um, you couldn't really send money. They don't really have an address. You know, there's just really no, the postal system doesn't really work. So there's no way to even, to even get in there. Yeah. It's a, it's hard. So it's just suffering unabated. You know, when you hear stories like this, whether it's Ukraine or here, the Sudan, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it makes you grateful for the most basic of basic things. Of course, we're so surrounded by many blessings and your heart breaks for this because th- there's nothing to do, essentially. There's nothing you can do but pray. But that doesn't mean so there are a couple little ways that there are a couple little sparks of light. Um, as I was talking to David, he said, you know, one thing, this is the Sudanese guy I was telling you about, he said, one thing is um, God always, he allows hardships, not because he doesn't like you, but because he, he wants to root out something that's bad. Um, and he said, one thing I hope comes from this is that Khartoum has, which is the capital, um, and the people in the north have often waged war against and committed genocide against people in the east and the south and the west of their country. Think Darfur. I mean, you just say mm-hmm. the name and it's yeah. like, right, you know. Um, and so he said, now this is, is kind of happening on their home turf. And maybe by the grace of God, they would be able to see um, how terrible it is for this to happen on, on your home turf. And maybe they wouldn't be so quick to fight in the future. Mm. He said also those Christians that are in those other cities encouraging each other, um, no one is following them. No one is arresting them. No one is bothering them. And so they've been able to have their worship services. They've been singing. Um, neighbors who are around them have noticed that and asked questions, and they're able to share their faith um, a little bit more freely. And so he's also hopeful that maybe um, the gospel will be spread through this as well. Sarah Ekhoff Zoustra is with us. She's the editor of Social Sanity in an Insta World. Uh, our time's almost up, Sarah, but if, if the refugee crisis um, emerges as we suspect it will, where would refugees go? Yeah, that's a good question. I know the answer. Hang on. Um, right now, they're moving into Chad. They're moving into South Sudan, Egypt, Ethiopia, and the Central African Republic. Okay. And, so basically surrounding countries. Yeah, yeah, and do you know anything about how friendly those countries are going to be to refugees? Welcome. That's a great yeah. question. I mean, you know what? Also, it feels like in Africa a little bit. So part of the refugees leaving Sudan are refugees from Syria. Oh. So it just almost feels like, they're, you know, you're just, you can't ever land. You're just moving from one refugee crisis to another. Wow. It's heartbreaking, it isn't sure it? Is. Heartbreaking. Sure is. Well, Sarah, thanks yeah. for your reporting here. Um, how how are you staying on top of this as a reporter? You know, uh, obviously, uh, the piece that you wrote for the Gospel Coalition is very deep and detailed. Um, how does that work? You know, here you are in America. What are your resources like? 
you know what's great about this? I, I know a lot of people because I write stories of where God's at work in the world. So this guy, uh-huh. David, that I talked to, um, I, I connected with him earlier and wrote his story because he's um, working at a seminary um, in nearby Uganda, which oh. just is south, with his eye on Sudan, like, and especially South Sudan. He's so eager for them, for theological education to move in there, especially now that South Sudan's away from Sudan. Like, yeah. how can we resource them with good you know, Bibles and books and pastors. Um, and so he's really been closely connected. So he's, um, yeah, if you follow where God is around, at work around the world, then you just, um, yeah, bump into him everywhere. <laughs> That's good, Sarah. Thanks an awful lot. I love that very much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I always appreciate it. That's Sarah Ekov Zaustra. Check out her book that she co-authored, Gospel Bound, Living with Resolute Hope in an Anxious Age. Uh We're taking a break. When we come back, IBM announces the hiring pause. They're going to replace 7,800 jobs with, well, we'll tell you next. Right home. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898, and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JMD Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And J&D Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, 724-NEW-ROOF. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. 
You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. It'll be breezy this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy and cold tonight, near record low temperatures with a couple of showers. There can be some wet snowflakes mixed in, the low 34. Low clouds tomorrow, breezy and cold with a passing shower or two, the high 46. Breezy tomorrow evening, otherwise low clouds tomorrow night, maybe some clearing, low 41. Mainly cloudy Thursday, a shower in places in the afternoon, the high 57. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. So the revolution continues. Reuters reports this. International Business Machine Corporation, otherwise known as IBM, expects to pause hiring for roles as roughly 7,800 jobs could be replaced by artificial intelligence in the coming years. CEO Arvid Krishna told Bloomberg News on Monday, hiring specifically in back office functions, such as human resources, will be suspended or slowed, Krishna said, adding that 30% of non-customer-facing roles could be replaced by AI and automation in five years or less. Wow. His comments come at a time when AI has caught the imagination of people around the world after the launch of Microsoft Corp's-backed OpenAI's viral chatbot called ChatGBT in November of last year. The reduction apparently could include not replacing roles vacated by attrition, the PC maker told the publication. IBM did not immediately respond to a Reuters request for comments. Okay, so hmm. they're going to phase yeah. people out. Right. It's, you not retire. Like, it's not like 7,800 people are going to be replaced on Saturday. Right, because, well, just a little bit, we're going to talk uh, to a guest, uh, Derek Sherman, who uh, will join us from Calvin University. He's a tech expert. Uh, because... The the call is that this chat GPT is pretty much, of course, soulless and not able to yet replicate the complexity of human interaction. Right. So human resources would be key. Listen, I hate talking to a computer you know on the it. phone right. so deeply. Yeah. You can say anything to me. Right. I just, I despise no, it. I absolutely despise no, let me it. Let talk to a real life human being, yeah. please. Right. I also, though, am not eager to get to the place where I can't tell if I'm speaking to a human or a machine. Right. And that that's actually the thing I'm more afraid of. Right. I mean, for, you know, how many years people have complained, I'm talking to somebody in India. Right. Right. And they barely can speak the language, even though they're, they're well-meaning and trying to help me. That will be a bonus in the Yeah, future. you're right. We'll, we'll yearn for that. Yep. Right. Yep. That's so true. So imagine if you were, you know, a college student interested in a career in human resources. Yeah, is that the kind of field that's going to be truncated terribly in the next two decades? This is is the early wave of chat, of AI, right? So you would think that it's the first one, right? The first fruits of chat GPT. I, I really find it worrisome, the whole thing. I find it worrisome. Which is why I'm glad that coming up next, we have a guest who's going to talk to us about it. Uh, After the break, we're going to come back and talk about AI with Dr. Derek Sherman uh, from Calvin University. Uh, What is AI actually? And what might a Christian perspective on AI look like? What's next? It's the ride home. 101.1 
101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. For a bunch of years now, we've been telling our story on Christian radio stations across the country, meeting thousands of awesome people like James here who was nice enough to share this with his radio station. We refinanced our house to get some money to do some improvements. We knew we had some equity in the house, especially with the market booming the way it was, and we were going to see what we had available, see if we had enough to do what we wanted to do with our home. We had heard an ad on the radio station, and, I mean, they were on top of everything. Communication was key with us, and and they stayed right there and made sure that everything we needed and any question we had got answered very promptly. I will absolutely recommend United States Mortgage. Over the last few years, most of our homes have boomed in value. If cashing some of that out would help you, whether for home updates or paying off credit card debt with much higher interest rates, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right? Call doing it right. 724 New Roof. Okay, so you you got a problem with your local bank or you're inquiring to Corporation X about something. You get on the phone and... You're offered an option, right? Mm-hmm. Especially on the web, right? You're offered an option. Uh, you can chat now with our computer. Um, you prefer not to. You can wait for a live person to come around. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the rise of what's known as artificial intelligence. Um, apparently, it's we, we just talked about this, that IBM is going to cut some 7,000-plus jobs in human resources because they think that sooner or later, sooner, that they're going to be able to replace humans with chat GPT, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Is that worrisome to you? Yes. The whole thing's worrisome to me. Well, 
Let's go to the expert. Derek Sherman's back with us. He's a regular guest on our show. He joins us as a professor of computer science from Calvin University. His book is called A Christian Field Guide to Technology for Engineers and Designers. Derek, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's good to be back. So, Derek, um, when I was thinking about AI uh, prior to maybe a month or two ago, in my head, I mean, I'd seen Terminator, which pretty much tells us everything we need to know. Um, but it was when I read an Ezra Klein article in the New York Times, maybe six weeks mm-hmm. ago, uh, that I started to think differently about it. And I got a lot of things out of that article. First off, he, you know, is not a writer particularly given to a lot of exclamation points. Um, But there were a lot of concerns he had in this article, which made me, you know, take it more seriously. One of the things he said um, was in uh, surveying people who work in the artificial intelligence industry, 10% of them, (laughs) I cannot believe this, 10% of them thought that what they were working on could lead to the eradication of humankind. And, they were still doing it. <laughs> and he, the question, one of the questions he was asking is, so how is it that people like that, that significant of a percentage of people think that what they're working on is dangerous enough and still pursuing it. So from your perspective, do you see AI as that big of a deal? Well, I, I, you know, as someone who teaches students who are learning how to create AI systems, we, we sort of emphasize this right from the beginning, you know, AI is, not something uh, that we should reject out of hand. You know, it's part of the sort of what we call the latent potential in creation. That's the phrase we use at Calvin. Um, It's part of the possibilities in creation, but like everything else, it can be misdirected, right? It can be used in ways that that can create harm. And we we, we talk about data science and and AI as something that should be directed towards flourishing towards helping people and the planet to flourish. And there's lots and lots of ways to use AI in that direction. But yes, there, you know, if we make poor choices about how we deploy and how we use AI and what we, you know, set out to do with it, we're, we're going to experience consequences, you know, and, uh, and so that's sort of the question, how then shall we use AI? It's not whether or not AI itself is, is, um, Let's call it sinful, but it's how it's directed. Is it is it done in a way that is, is obedient to God, that shows love for neighbor, that helps bring flourishing to people and the planet, or is it done in a way that amplifies greed, or is applied to you know applications that are what we would call not normative, you know, uh, areas where where it can cause increasing harm or injustice, or cause more strife, or cause you know. Um, amplify greed and all the sort of human problems can be amplified with technology. So, right. um, so, so the, 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 the worry is justified, but I, I wouldn't go so far. I'm not as worried about the Terminator scenario. I'm more worried about someone not getting a loan who deserves a loan or someone not getting a job who should be considered for a job. Sort of these sort of more mundane justice issues, right. um, I think are more, are more important now. 
So, Derek, I'm glad you brought this up because this has already come upon us, right? So any mm-hmm. some, anyone who's applying for a job, in the old days, you would submit your resume. It would be slid across someone's desk. Someone would read the resume and make a determination. Mm-hmm. Now, college graduates, you know, they're submitting resumes by the thousands. Some sort of AI system is reading the resume, and most of them are rejected out of hand because of a lack of keywords. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, no, when, whenever you automate things, the system's going to zoom in on particular characteristics that may not be necessarily indicative of whether someone's a quality candidate or not. And, uh, I mean, one example is a company, let's say, that, you know, wants to hire employees. And so what they do is they take their existing employee base as a training set and saying, okay, let's look at our existing employees and let's see if we can find out which ones are good, what sort of data is associated with them, and then apply that to our candidate pool the problem is, what if most of their employees are men? And what if they're mostly white men? You know, and, and what? how does that perpetuate sort of past biases that then get embedded in the code and then impact um, other populations that might have a legitimate you know, skill set and opportunity to contribute and might even be able to help the company flourish? Like, how might they be you know, put at a disadvantage because of some of the biases that get learned by the AI system? So... And, and that happens in all kinds of different areas, banking and in insurance and in um, determining who gets parole from a prison. There's documented cases of, you know, software systems being biased against African-Americans. And I mean, it's a justice issue. Uh, a classic book on this uh, written by Kathy O'Neill has the title Weapons of Math Destruction. Mm. I, it, it sort of describes all of these sort of ways that, yeah, these AI um, systems can actually embed bias and and promote injustice. And so th- those are things I'm more concerned about in the sort of immediate term. Sure, and sure. I think that's something people are talking about. Yeah, exactly. Derek Sherman is with us, professor of computer science at Calvin University. He's the author, co-author of the book, A Christian Field Guide to Technology for Engineers and Designers. Um, Derek, let me ask you about how AI, maybe this is way too general of an answer, of a question for you to answer, but how it mm-hmm. comes up with its answers. So if you're asking yeah. about there, them be, you know, there being a, um, a bias that would be inserted mm-hmm. into the code that the AI is following, is the AI mm-hmm. just looking for conversations on bias online, you know, and scanning the internet for that? Or is it looking at a specific right. data set? That's a good question. So, so the example that a lot of people are talking about right now is Chat GPT. So, um, if your listeners aren't familiar, they could they could do a search on Chat GPT. Lots has been written on it, but you can actually try it out. You can go to the website uh, of OpenAI, which is the company that uh, that has created, it, and they've actually put it out there for people to to kind of give it a spin. And you can actually ask the system questions. You can put in sort of conversational prompts and ask it you know, um, just basic questions about nearly anything. And the system basically doesn't really understand anything. The way that it it sort of composes a reply is by thinking of statistically probable responses based on all of the training set that it's learned. And in the case of ChatGPT, it's been trained on billions and billions and billions of words that it's sort of, you know, vacuumed up from the internet. And it sort of learned the patterns, the statistical patterns that are within all of those uh, and in all of that text. 
And then it uses the statistical probability of words in order to kind of chain them together to create plausible sounding replies. So it has no understanding. It's basically a big calculator, a big Excel spreadsheet that's just clunking words together. And uh, But the surprising thing is because the data set's so large and because the algorithms are getting so good, that it can create somewhat plausible sounding replies to many to many different queries. Huh. So, um, so the biases are learned from the data. So if it's reading all kinds of um, stuff out on the internet, it's going to pick that up and those those patterns of texts and words and sentences, and it's going to basically uh, output something that is, you know, statistically sort of uh, plausible based on based on what it's learned. And in so- fact, because there's a lot of you know, uh, not so good stuff out there on the internet. There's a lot of work that needs to be done to a to a AI system like ChatGPT mm-hmm. to tamp it down so that it doesn't spew out sort of toxic kind of text. And so there, there's actually a lot of effort done to kind of tamp that down, but then try to encourage it to provide more useful answers. So, uh, so that's where it comes from. I see. So it's interesting. So uh, I know this is down the road. But ChatGPT, in some ways, has already come to the bargaining table because I know you know this, Derek. But mm. yesterday in Hollywood, uh, the writers of oh, movies yeah. and films and mm-hmm. all this—they're they're on strike. And one of those bargaining chips that are on the table right now is how will AI be used against the writers, and in some way that AI will become sentient and start to write, you know, the great American movie or the great American <laughs> novel. I mean, I know. You you yeah. know, that's a long way down the road, but they're talking right. about this. Well, your listeners could try this. If you go to the chat GPT site, you could just go and say, well, write me a story about, a you know, a cricket who likes to play a flute and, you know, and, and use, you know, um, you know, story arcs from this book or that book. And, oh. and it will actually put together, I don't know, a, a plausible, a plausible kind of story. Um uh, this the, this morning at Kelvin, we actually had um, some examples of Chat GPT. We had a workshop for faculty, and uh, and one of our religion faculty asked about having Chat GPT tell the story of Balaam from the Old Testament, wow. and, uh, and and the prompt was, you know, draw a comparison between Balaam and Batman, <laughs> and write a little write a little story about it. And so the Chat GPT, which is kind of an improbable prompt, but it gave, I don't know, a plausible sounding reply, really? and so. Um, so, so I think the worry is that these tools will get better and better and better, and, and they're by no means sentient. They're just trained with massive amounts of data, so they're able to statistically put together quite plausible-sounding replies. Right. And so the question is, you know, the, the thing that the artists are worried about is, of course, losing their job. But the other question is, ChatGPT can do what it is doing because it's learned from all of the scripts and all of the stories that are out there on the internet yeah well that were made by people who are not getting credit for what they did right 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 um so so the question is intellectual property who who owns this and you know and and how is the how is the ai using it so that's part of it and of course further down the line of course what i'm also reading is you know chat gpt is now able to mimic your loved one's voices so you know my mother (laughs) gone for 20 20 plus years comes back yeah. with her vocal intonations and style so then yeah. you go even further and you go well as believers what is it to animate jesus and jesus will be talking to us sort of like a digital resurrection in some way oh that's weird yeah 
Yeah, there's all kinds of philosophical and theological questions that start coming out from it now. Yes, yeah, so there is the same AI engine behind ChatGPT can be used to recon reconstruct sounds. They can make images. There's a, a project called DALL-E, D-A-L-L-E, which can make images uh, if you ask it. And there's going to be soon, I think, an AI system that will make videos for you. And so, and so the question is, what is truth? What can we believe, right? When we see something or hear something, uh, you know, what is it that we're hearing? And can we actually believe what we see and what we hear anymore? And so, the, you know, there's going to be implications for, for, um, for truth, I think, as well, because, you know, chat GPT is not designed to, to give truth. It's designed to give plausibly, statistically sounding answers. And, uh, and that's different than truth. And so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of big questions that will come out of these technologies, you know, from questions like, you know, how are we going to deal with work that gets displaced, but also what are these things creating and what do they mean? And what does it mean to be human, which is something the Bible can actually help us to understand and distinguish us from, from machines. Derek, we look forward to talking to you about this, continuing the conversation Derek. next month. That's Dr. Yeah, Derek Sherman. Thank you. Yeah. Truly, it's our pleasure. Derek's really the co-author of A Christian Field Guide to Technology for Engineers and Designers, Professor of Computer Science at Calvin University. A lot of questions, right? And very oh, few answers. Questions. We're at the very, very, very beginning of all this. It's fascinating. Also kind of weirdly frightening. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. If you owe $30 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $30 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. So it doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are low or later when rates are much higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Groups has a free guide called Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes? to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group now. 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Reuter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Beal, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. 
His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter2 today. I'm Lynn Hayes, Freeland Talk Show host. The Way Home is a free home buying workshop from Dollar Bank. Learn about credit counseling and the Match Savings Program, where qualifying participants can receive up to $5,000 toward a down payment and closing cost. Join us Saturday, May 13th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Register at dollar.bank slash the way home. Dollar Bank, let's get you there. Equal housing lender. $5,000 match savings program is subject to terms and conditions, including income requirements. Call 412-261-8109 for details. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old-time movie. About a ghost from a wishing well In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see Of course that song it's an iconic song. It if is you an were alive song. in the 70s, Gordon Lightfoot passed away yesterday at the age of 84. And, um, Lexi, have you ever heard of Gordon Lightfoot? I have. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Do you know that song? Yes, I do. Okay. Is, that, is that teen? You <laughs> teen. Teen taught Gordon you Lightfoot. about Gordon. <laughs> Actually, my Uncle Harry did. <laughs> okay, Uncle Harry. Okay. I mean, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Which goes on forever. Mm-hmm. Way, way, it's way, way, way. No, it's not. Okay. It's a good song. It is it's a good a, song. You know I have trouble with these story songs. I love those songs. You know. I love oh, it. God. I mean, to me, Gordon Lightfoot is akin to Jim Croce. No, there is a little similarity. I tend, so. I tend to like Gordon Lightfoot's songs a little better. I don't know, I don't why. know why. I don't know why either. Well, he was a master songwriter. Yeah. Uh, came to prominence in the early 60s. And then uh, got a shot in the arm. Peter, Paul, and Mary uh, covered one of his songs. Became an international star. And he's one of Canadian citizens' most beloved sons. Is that right? They love Gordon Lightfoot, yeah. I did not know that. Uh, 84 years old. I mean, he he was just on tour here. Uh, Maybe like six weeks ago, he canceled a leg of his tour. Hmm. I had a friend who had tickets, I think, somewhere uh, maybe in St. Louis. And of course, you know, obviously in poor health, but at 84, still producing, That's still awesome. touring. Okay, give us another one, Lex. Oh, I like this song. Picking up the pieces yep. of my sweet shadow dream. I wonder how the old folks are tonight. Yeah, I like this song. I don't know what it's called. I don't know. I, uh, What's this called, Lex? This one's called Carefree Highway. Carefree, Carefree Highway. Mm-hmm. I was watching a documentary Carefree about him last night after I heard the news. Highway. He was working in a bank for a couple of years, and he got a job as a choral instructor for a square dance program in Canada. And he went to tell his bosses. Well, that's a lot to get in my right? head at one time. He went to tell his bosses at the bank, and they were like, Mr. Lightfoot, is it true you're leaving us for square dancing? <laughs> <laughs> He said, "Yes, I am." <laughs> oh, that's something. Yeah, I mean, I, 
I just love it. It's a particular time yep. in America, mm-hmm. and that story song. Yeah, I like it. You'll not see their I, likes again. No, probably not. But mm. I, I, I do prefer Gordon to Jim. Mm. Different strokes. I guess is what so. we say in our family, right? All right. We need to take a break after news and weather. We'll come back and talk about the city of Pittsburgh. They're hiring an idea manager. John, could that be you? Sure. Count me in. Okay. Right? Because, you know, those city positions, that's a very handsome salary. That's what I understand. For a little experience. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Count code ERIC. With SRN News, I'm John Scott, President Biden, inviting congressional leaders to meet with him next week. The Treasury Department is warning of a default as soon as June 1st. Economists have warned of a financial catastrophe if the government of the world's largest economy is unable to pay its bills. It's still unclear how the president and Congress can resolve the matter. Republicans are demanding spending cuts of $4.8 trillion over 10 years. Democratic leaders want to decouple the debt limit from the budget process. Norman Hall, Washington. The Biden administration will send 1,500 troops to the U.S.-Mexico border amid an expected migrant surge following the end of coronavirus pandemic-era restrictions. As according to four administration officials, those troops would be sent to focus on administrative tasks and would not do law enforcement work. This is SRN News. Hey, you know what I don't get? Why is that company always telling you to just do what? What is it? To just look like everybody else? Or maybe just pay way too much for your shoes? Well, Skechers, we know what we want you to do. Just slip in. That's right. Just slip in to do hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Why? Because slip-ins are the easiest, most comfortable shoes ever. You don't have to bend down to put them on. You don't even have to touch them. Find slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. When I grow up, I want to be a teacher because they know a lot of awesome stuff. I'll stand in front of the class and make sure everyone knows what I know. If your child is sick over and over again, it could be P.I., a serious defect of the immune system. Early testing gives children a chance to dream. And when I'm a teacher, my favorite subject will be recess. (laughs) Jeffrey Modell Foundation, helping children reach for their dreams. Visit info4pi.org. For more than a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. In their car, at home, or on the job, more than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. AM radio is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, which keeps us safe in dangerous times. It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Have you ever wondered how, as a society, we have come to value freedom, human rights, compassion, and equality? Some people think these values are innate, natural, and universal, but history tells us a very different story. The book, The Air We Breathe, examines how these values can be traced back to Christianity and the world-changing impact of Jesus' teaching. Request the book, The Air We Breathe, today at truthforlife.org donate. 
Persecuted believers in Asia, they love their enemies and they count it all joy to suffer for the Lord. This is Bible League International. Abir is a former Islamic leader in Bangladesh. When he became a believer, he was beaten, verbally abused, his home was vandalized, he was forced to move to another city, and he was labeled a traitor. But he holds to the precious promises of God he reads every day in his Bible. I asked Abir, you were beaten, you were cast out. It's so easy to hate people that do this to you. He said, no, I love that. Most of us here in America cannot relate to the level of persecution that Christians like Abir in Bangladesh and others throughout Asia are facing on a daily basis. Let's send them the word of God they need and crave to be able to endure and persevere. And that's why we're holding this campaign, Fan the Flame. $5 sends a Bible, $60 sends 12. Help us bless 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia by calling 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. It'll be breezy this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy and cold tonight, near record low temperatures with a couple of showers. There can be some wet snowflakes mixed in, the low 34. Low clouds tomorrow, breezy and cold with a passing shower or two, the high 46. Breezy tomorrow evening, otherwise low clouds tomorrow night, maybe some clearing, low 41. Mainly cloudy Thursday, a shower in places in the afternoon, the high 57. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. If you're looking for uh, employment, the city of Pittsburgh is looking to fill a job opening. Leaders hope to hire a new idea manager. But there's more to the role than the title suggests. IDEA stands for Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, and Access, and the role was introduced earlier this year. According to Maria Montano, I'm reading from today's PG, the press secretary for Mayor Ed Ganey, an internal candidate previously held the position. But they are now leaving the role, leading the city to post the position online for the first time. Quote, it is on us as the city and as a broader community to work together to figure out, Montano says, what do we need to do? What are the policies that we need to change to help improve the quality of life for black women, LGBTQIA individuals in the city of Pittsburgh? So this idea manager will work volunteers from the city's Gender Equity Commission uh, commission uh, to... Um, see and implement ideas and initiatives focused on diversity, equity, and access. Um, okay, let me just jump in. I mean... Hey, can I jump in? Yeah, you go ahead. What did they do before? I mean, this is what every politician does. Well, it's what every hiring agency in the city is supposed to do, is supposed to be inclusive for all people. Right, but I'm just saying generating ideas as like she's saying, so we know what we should be working on. Well, how did you figure that out before? I mean, there have been a lot of mayoral administrations in the city of Pittsburgh. Did they all have idea managers? No, this is something brand new. And this is this is what you're seeing, you know, of course, in corporate America, as well as local, state, and national governments, right? This is just the way things are now. Yesterday, they hired someone, uh, a young woman who is 26, uh, she received a salary of $175,000 a year. What? To um, Lex, you missed out, man. Be the education coordinator for the city of Pittsburgh. So, I mean, there's grant money out there now. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Let me back up. 
this 26-year-old who is the education coordinator for the city is going to be making $175,000 yep. a year. She is pursuing a master's degree, so she doesn't yet have a master's degree. Uh, she previously served as the GirlGov project manager at the Women's and Girls Foundation. Uh, she helped launch the GirlGov Summer Leadership Academy, connected teens to elected leaders to share their voices, and was the lead facilitator in helping teenage girls develop skills around advocacy. Lex, you're hearing this. That's insane. 175. Good for her, though. I mean, she's cashing it. And yeah. so, I mean, this you is. You should have held out longer. <laughs> no. This is just where we are. Right. I mean, no, we're not. No, that's is. not where Kev, we, we are. are. We are. No, we are you not, like it or not. We are not in a circumstance where we where the city of Pittsburgh should be paying a 26 year old with no master's degree one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year. That's I, not where we are. I agree. We should. If that's where we are, we should not be there. Mm-hmm. I agree. But look mean, at how many. You look know at how, how many politics issues. work in the city. Look Who at do you know? How do they open the door and, for you? And problems we have within the city limits of and we couldn't find a, well, uh, a I mean, better use of those funds? I would say the good news for the city of Pittsburgh is that you know, there has to be more the to salary that story. came from the Heinz Foundation. Okay. It's a city uh, received a grant specifically for this. Now, the idea okay, so thing, at least it's not tax money. Right. All right, I appreciate that. The idea thing, that, that position, that's a whole other matter. I'm sure that that's you know, city money. But that's where we are. It's just everyone is you know, bowing to the idea of... Uh, inclusivity we're, we're, above anything and else. We're, of course, you want to be inclusive. Right. You want That's to invite as many people to the table as possible. But now there are special roles and special cabinet positions and special departments within the city, whether it's the city, the state, I or really the national government. That. That's exactly where we are. That's just really how it is. So we're making up, supposedly, for lost time. Right? That's all. I mean, Here, people okay. can be upset about this, but I this don't, is business I don't buy that hiring a person to work in inclusivity is going to make people more inclusive. I just don't buy that. I don't well, how think could it not make you more inclusive? Because, if that's specifically your job, then you better because, do your job to invite pe- more people to the table. Because people being inclusive or not inclusive is a heart issue. It's not an issue of you need more workforce training. I just I do not buy that. Well, if you're if the job description is specifically to say we're focusing on black women and the LGBTQIA plus community, well, of course, then they're going to do their job. That's all. Okay, I'm I'm not disputing the fact that that person would do their job, but if their job is to make other people and the system more inclusive, I don't buy that. That's how it works. I don't think that having someone as a manager in charge of inclusivity is going to make all the people who work for her inclusive. Yeah, because I don't know how I, that's going to work. I can't even Because that's an that. internal issue. That's either either people are predisposed and believe that others should be included. I agree. Or if they right. don't think that, some manager isn't going to make them think well, that. Look, we just, we just had a, a computer guy on, a tech guy here, who's saying AI is being tweaked for the idea of inclusivity because you know that in the past that's not been available because you know resume wording or whatever right. zip code you know stats that's been excluded so now we're widening it and so I'm all for that sure why not I get the eye rolls I mean I, I understand what you're I'm just, saying I'm just I I I just don't inclusivity is the goal we should have the way of going about it I just think is misguided I don't think it's going to be ultimately successful. Well, I guess we'll see. Okay. 
We'll see. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, we'll see if Terry Tim walks in the door. He's inclusive. Terry is from Christ Community Church in the South Hills, and we're going to talk about what it means to be attuned to God. Hmm. Next, right home. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Are you looking to replace your old telephone system with the latest technology? At South Point Telecom, our phone systems feature auto answer and transfer to your desk and cell phone while recording and tracking all calls in and out. This is Don Hoder. With 30 years experience, I can quickly give you a price quote over the phone with no pressure or obligation. Ask about our security cameras and door access as well. Go to southpointtelecom.com. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Pittsburgh Urban Christian School in Wilkinsburg. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Terry, Tim, back with us. Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Uh, On a monthly basis, we speak to Terry via Zoom. And today we have the great privilege of having Terry in studio with us. Fabulous. Welcome. I zoomed right in. You sure did. We're super. Right down Green I'm Tree really Road. glad you're here, Ter. Oh, it's yeah. good to be uh, face-to-face. Yeah, it, yeah. plus it's such a nice day to be oh outside. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 
So you got your flannel on. I do. I have a flannel on. It's a uh, well, You have a flannel on. Kind of, yeah. We all have flannels on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's winter cold. in April. I mean, May. May. Oh, my gosh. The furnace came on last night. <laughs> I was lying in bed at 3 a.m. I heard it click, and I was like, oh, geez, there goes the money. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What the heck? I know. Do? Exactly. Did you, did you come here to talk about inclusion? I could, but that's not what I came here for. <laughs> the last segment there, Cap got a little hot. I, I just, yeah, okay, so I'm just, I'm not going to talk about that spe- specific issue. But this is what frustrates me, is because our um, culture is increasingly secular, we want to get to a place where we are kind to each other. That Always. We, that we include one another. If you're a believer. That we're, that we're fair. Everybody, every, everybody wants that. But especially. Everybody wants that. But in an increasingly secularized culture, we don't have the same modes of getting there. Of of inculcating that in people, right? Because we right. don't have a, a common belief structure or a common language or a common book that instructs us. And so then it gets dicey because then it turns into like mandates from your manager to be inclusive. And nobody wants to be inclusive if they have a mandate from their manager. The only reason they want to be inclusive is if they think it's the right thing. And that really motivates them. Or they them. want to save their job. Or they want to save their job. True. I mean – I'm not saying there's not a reason for mandates. I'm just saying that it's never going to be as successful as somebody who from their heart wants to do it. Right. In a broken world. uh, But in a broken world, we do need mandates. We do need structures. Mm -hmm. We do need guidance. Here's part of the deal. And we were talking off air. I've been involved in our municipality for the last two years around these issues. And it's sticky. And it's Mm. tough. And it's complicated. But as as a local church pastor... One of one of the things that breaks my heart is that we as a church ought to be modeling this to the culture. And it, and quite frankly, we've done a lousy job. Most churches are very divided. Mm-hmm. We do not have inclusive policies on all sorts of different not not inclusive policies. We don't have inclusive attitudes. I mean, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. And if, if if we begin to model that to the community, I wonder if we actually could have an influence. Yeah, uh, in, I think you're probably right game. about but, that. I mean, even as we speak, denominations are splitting. I mean, you know, the Methodists are j- j- the latest round of that, right? Oh, right. By the thousands. People are leaving the church because we can't figure out who's in and who's out. Right. And. I mean, there is no distinction. Paul talks about there's no male, no female, no Jew, no Greek, no slave, no free. I mean, he, Paul Paul says that there are earthly distinctions, but in the body of Christ, we're all one. But learning how to live into that space is really challenging because we all we all come into the world with bias. We develop them over time, and we live into these patterns and habits. But sure, it, like my prayer would be if God would change our hearts mm-hmm. and we would be open and inclusive and mutual uh, with one another. That would be a, that's the kingdom of God <laughs> breaking in. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a really challenging issue though. So then it takes us to, if we were those people to attune ourselves <laughs> mm-hmm. to the heart of God, that's the key. Listening, leaning in, gaining God's wisdom. I, I, I love to ask people this question. Is there an area of life that you would desire more of God's wisdom in? All. All. Right? I mean, it's such a it's such a ridiculous question, right? Yeah. And and, and James in the New Testament says, if anyone is lacking wisdom, he should ask. 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 Yet how 
how many times do we actually, how many times do I actually do that? Slow my life down Mm -hmm. and lean in and say, God, I need your wisdom on this decision, on this relationship, on this direction. Ask. Very, very rarely. I've got a plan. I've got an agenda. I can think it through. And so some of the work that I've been doing over the past months is in this space of attunement. How do Mm. we tune in and actually listen to God? And do we believe that if we can slow our lives down, if we can open ourselves up, that God actually does speak? I mean, that's a core conviction of the Judeo-Christian faith, right? God is a God of revelation. God wants to make God's self known to the world. The only question is, are we listening? And a big part of that is is slowing down the pace of our life and and t- being able to tune in. How do you turn? How do you slow down the pace of your life? I mean, I I know that turn off your phone. I know I should like read a self help book, but seriously, I wonder about that because I. Uh, um, this is just a personal revelation, and it's not going to shock anybody who listens to the show. Or it's certainly not going to shock the people in this room. But I'm either going full bore or I'm sedentary. <laughs> On or off. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't have a lot of medium. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that's a character flaw or a personality quirk or just bad habits that right, are all right. put together. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. But- <laughs> yeah, right. But we all have certain orientations. Some of us are a little more high speed, more type A, but but whatever, we, we can all learn to slow down. One of the simple practices uh, that's been important to me is paying attention to my breath. Mm-hmm. Like for 30 seconds, mm-hmm. just breathing in and breathing out. There's all sorts of hard data that mm-hmm. that's good for your blood pressure, it's good for your brain, it's good for everything. But you know, sitting in the car in traffic, before you make a phone call or have a hard conversation, slow yourself down. A friend of mine, Brandon, always says, hurry typically does not help us. Mm. Every once in a while, like if there's an emergency, hurry is really, but, but more often than not, when we hurry into things, it, it's not really helpful. And so paying attention to our breath is really uh, important. And our breath one of the interesting words in, in both the Old Testament and New Testament, ruach in the Old Testament, pneuma in the New Testament, it's the word breath, but it's also the word spirit. Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. So when we breathe, we are breathing in the spirit. And as we slow ourselves down, we're opening ourselves up to the spirit who is the spirit of truth. Mm -hmm. And so like slow, God, I need to make a decision. God, I need to have a conversation. God, I need to do X, Y, Z. Let me slow down and breathe in your spirit so that my next move is actually in tune with what you might have me do. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a story. I, I, before I became a pastor, I was a, percussionist. I'm a trained percussionist, music degree from Duquesne. One of my favorite instruments to play in that day is the timpani, Hmm. kettle drums. Mm -hmm. One of the rare percussion instruments that's tunable. You could tune kettle drums to different pitches. By tightening it? There's there's a foot pedal on a kettle drum. Really? I did not know. And so you're playing a piece, it's in F, and so you tune your two timpani to F and B flat. But in the middle of the song, there's a key change. And all of a sudden now, you've got to change the pitch of your drums. 
And so one of the things that is fascinating is how I learned how to do that. Mm. You typically have a pitch pipe if you don't have perfect pitch, which I don't have. Mm-hmm. Say I need an E flat, you blow the E flat into pitch pipe, and then you lean down and you sing that E flat into the drum. And you move the foot pedal, and when the tension is just right, the whole drum comes alive. Wow. It, it resonates, and your body actually resonates. Like, you are in sync <laughs> with that frequency. That's cool. It's, it's, a, it's like a transcendent experience. I bet. I think God wants us to have those kinds of experiences. Mm. When we are so in sync with God that our whole being just kind of lights up, resonates, and we are... We are in tune with God and with one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And slowing down is, is, is critical to it's that process. It's step one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's step one. Attuning ourselves to the heart of God. I mean, okay, so uh, I'll fast forward here, even though I shouldn't. But we were just talking about, you know, I- inclusivity and all that thing. In the midst of the, you know, the, the, the busyness of the work, we think that we know best in our lives what is the right thing to do because we're rushing ahead and we often fail to be in tune with God yeah. because we have the world on our side, all those things that we've learned from an early age, mm-hmm. and we leave God behind. Even though we know as believers we should be in tune, we're just relying on our own stuff to get us forward to the next thing and we exclude a lot of that thing which is God. Leave that in the rearview mirror. I I don't know if it's like an intentional, like, God, I know better than you. No, I don't think it is. I think you're right. But, but it is it is a busyness. It's just I've, I'm on to the next thing. There's a separation here, God, right? God is always at work, right? I mean, we be, I love Psalm 121. God never slumbers mm. or sleeps. God is always awake, and God is always at work. Mm. And I think what what God is doing in that work is two things. God is cultivating that which is good. The good things that are happening in the world, God is cultivating and bringing more and more and more of goodness and thriving and flourishing into the world. But God is also at work healing what is broken, restoring what's been damaged or separated, unleashing potential and possibility. And so as we're going about our lives, God, what's what's good in this situation? And how can I sync up with you? How can I attune my life so that more of your goodness is flowing in and through me? Mm-hmm. Or in those broken spaces, in my own life, in my own relationships, in my work, you pick any spot. God's, what's broken? What's not the way it ought to be? And what wisdom do you have for me to follow so that I can be a part of the renewal, the reconciliation, the restoration that the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about. But again, John, it, it's it's slowing down, being more aware, and getting in sync with the work of the Spirit. So you've been doing this personally, practicing this? I've been doing this really over the last couple of years. This okay. is one of the gifts of, of pandemic. pandemic, slowing down. All right, tell me... What tell us what, how you have sensed what it's been like for you? What, yeah, the fruits of that, what that transition has been like for you. So, so just last week, I had to, I was faced with a difficult relational situation. My gut reaction, my, my initial default setting is to fire off an email and let it rip. 
I took time. I took 40 minutes to slow the process down using a tool, key relationship lens. And I, I, I said, what am I bringing that's good and right into this situation? And I just took quiet time and documented some things. I reflected on what's broken in me in the midst of this relationship. And I did the same thing with the other person. What's good and right about that mm-hmm. person, what's broken? And I slowed the process down and began to say, oh, there were some things that I contributed to this relational breakdown. And when I had that awareness, I could name those honestly. God, like God showed me those. Mm. And so the email that I crafted to this person was very, very different than if I would have been efficient, which again is my default setting. Mm. Let's get this email out, let's get it done. But I, 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 took, I took 45 minutes to seek God's wisdom on that. And I think I created something that it was more in tune with the heart of God. I don't know where it's going to go, but that's not, I did what I did, what God asked me right. to do. And now, and it's markedly different than what you would have oh, done before. Totally different. Cause I'm, I'm, I am, I'm a fan of efficiency. Like let's get from point A to point B as quickly as possible. Yeah. Right. And again, sometimes efficiency is, is necessary, but more, more often than not, it doesn't get us to the best place. Mm-hmm. The heart of the matter. Right. And, and that's what, that's what I want. I want to be with the heart of God. I want to be in tune and in sync with God's wisdom, the work of the spirit, because I need it. And our whole creation (laughs) needs it. Uh, It's hard. It's hard work, but I think it's worth it in the short term and the long term. Let's take a break. Terry Tim is with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. He's talking about being attuned to God, to God's will. How are we regularly to surrender and be attuned. Ad paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention veterans, active duty military, civilians, and contractors. If you were issued earplugs between 1999 and 2015 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-405-7177 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-405-7177 now. Again, 800-405-7177. That's 800-405-7177. Listen to this. 120 witch doctors come to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I visited Indonesia in Southeast Asia. It was there that I met Pastor Tandi, who befriended a witch doctor and invited him to come hear the gospel on the island of Papua. The man named Polly came, but he brought 120 apprentices, men and women, learning witchcraft. Talk about spiritual darkness. But you know, after hearing the gospel plainly preached, they bow the knee to Jesus Christ. They're learning what it means to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, and they need Bibles in Indonesia. Why? Because they're scarce. You simply cannot access them there. 
And so our prayer today is that you won't merely say, that's an interesting story, or it's neat that witch doctors are coming to Christ, but that you'll get involved. Will you help Word FM bless 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia at only $5 a Bible? $100 sends 20. Call 800-YES-WORD, 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 or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. Have you ever wondered how, as a society, we have come to value freedom, human rights, compassion, and equality? Some people think these values are innate, natural, and universal, but history tells us a very different story. The book, The Air We Breathe, examines how these values can be traced back to Christianity and the world-changing impact of Jesus' teaching. Request the book, The Air We Breathe, today at truthforlife.org slash donate. Terry Wardenis here from the Gateway Clipper. Celebrate Mom with a family aboard a Mother's Day cruise, sailing Sunday, May 14th. All moms will receive a special gift from all of us at the Clipper. For reservations, visit gatewayclipper.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Lay the Word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. It'll be breezy this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy and cold tonight, near record low temperatures with a couple of showers. There can be some wet snowflakes mixed in, the low 34. Low clouds tomorrow, breezy and cold with a passing shower or two, the high 46. Breezy tomorrow evening, otherwise low clouds tomorrow night, maybe some clearing, low 41. Mainly cloudy Thursday, a shower in places in the afternoon, the high 57. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Terry, Tim is with us from Christ Community Church at the South Hills. We'll talk about the church before uh, the end of the segment. But Terry, I want to talk to you about um, spiritual direction because you're talking about being attuned to God and slowing down. And I'm thinking um, that maybe our listeners would benefit from hearing about what a spiritual director could do for a person or what that process is like to work with a spiritual director. Wait, it's what different. is a spiritual director? So different than having a therapist. Or a pastor. Or is it? Uh, I, yes. A couple of years ago, I was speaking on vocation at Northway, Oakland, and a guy came up to me after, and he said, I have one minute, but I'm thinking about going into pastoral ministry. Do you have any wisdom for me? He said, I have one minute. I got to go. One minute? Right. Yeah. And I said, I've got the answer for you. I said, you need a therapist, a coach, and a spiritual director. Mm. And he said, all at once, I said, it just depends how jacked up you are. <laughs> I I think all of us need a supportive community. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's therapeutic work. Sometimes it's a coach can help us get unstuck. But a spiritual director is 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 also critical. A spiritual director is someone who holds space for us, who helps us attune to God, who helps us listen to God and then respond to God. I have a spiritual director. I'm in a, a monthly group spiritual direction practice with two other pastor mm. colleagues of mine. And we 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 sit. Uh, B.J. Woodworth is my spiritual director. He holds space for us. We meet for about an hour and a half. We each have 15 minutes to just talk about how God has been at work in our life. He asks us some questions. It's really fascinating. The two other people are just quietly holding silent prayer for the person who's talking no and being way. directed. You should see you should see how hard it was when we started this process to get 
pastors to be quiet for like 45 minutes, right? Because we're just used to giving advice and counsel. But spiritual directors do not coach. They do not do therapy. They help us listen for God's voice and God's direction. How? By asking what I would call questions of curiosity, propelling questions, open-ended questions. What's going on in your mind? What's going on in your heart? What's going on in your body? Where, where do you sense the invitation of the spirit to go next? Sometimes it may be a, a I had a spiritual director years ago. He was a Catholic priest, and he was an amazing guy, Father Haney. And he would, he would listen to me. We'd talk for 45 minutes. And then at the end of the session, he'd say, now when you leave here, I want you to meditate on this, this passage of Scripture. And I don't know how that guy did it. But he nailed me every single time. No way. Like he would really give concise. me, he would give me a text of scripture that, you know, it could be like Habakkuk three six. Like he just <laughs> pull it out of the air. But it was like it was what I needed to sit in. That's wild. And so, good spiritual directors do that. They they hold the space. They they create the conditions for what I like to say, good in God things to happen. Hmm. And. Uh, it's an ancient practice, but it's it's gaining more traction in in the modern right. church, and it's again it's an opportunity to slow down. Okay, so and to listen. You can find a therapist. You can yeah. find a life coach. Mm-hmm. Spiritual director is not necessarily in the yellow pages. No, uh, there are there's a directory online. I can't. I, I don't know what the website is, but you can actually put your zip code in. Really, and there's really? certified spiritual directors. Uh, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary has a certificate in spiritual direction, so they've been certifying spiritual directors for years. No kidding. Yeah, it's called the NUMA Institute, and so there are lots, lots of them around Pittsburgh. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're not putting billboards out, right? uh, You know, but it's a thing enough that they're offering degree programs at the Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. It's a certificate program. Really, most of those folks probably already have master's degree. Some of the masters of divinity. That could be social work. Could be anything. But it's a it's a it's a very robust. I think it's a two year process to be certified, and and that's really important. But we can do that for one another. Mm-hmm. We actually can we can we can help people attune by just listening, just leaning in, not giving. Not giving our own wisdom, but just holding open space for people to listen in. Quite often, the answers that we're looking for don't come from the outside. They come from the inside. Mm-hmm. And if if people are just kind enough just to let us talk, to think out loud, to process our feelings or our emotions, quite often the right thing, the God thing, will emerge from that. Mm-hmm. But l- learning to ask, and you two are, you, in a sense, you two are spiritual directors. You're masterful asker, mm-hmm. askers of questions. You're curious. You're you're not pushing your agenda. You're not controlling the conversation. You're asking mm-hmm. those propelling kinds of questions. That's what spiritual directors do. So there you go. Put her on your resume. John and Kathy, the ride home. I'm asking for a raise. <laughs> that's right. Johnandkathyshow.com. Uh, that's the voice of Terry Tim from Christ Community Church with the South Hills. Uh, Terry, talk to us about the church, what your church is like church. when it meets. Our church, well, this is a this is a significant week for our church. We are actually moving our worship location. We're we're you guys are floating. We're, we we are not, we have not had a building since day one, which was, was how long ago? Nineteen years ago. And you're intentional about this. intentional, intentionally building this over the past couple of uh, 
about a year and a half, we've been meeting at the Crown Plaza Hotel. But starting this week, we are going to share space with St. David's Episcopal Church, which is on East McMurray Road in McMurray. And we're going to share space. We've created a win-win, redemptive, redemptive situations. They've got a large physical plant. And uh, we are going to begin worshiping in that space on Excellent. May 7th. You're kidding. 10 o'clock. Fabulous. Now, 10 years ago, we met you at an elementary school, I think. Yep. We've been in an elementary school, a middle school, a middle school, a yoga studio, a hotel, a parking lot, a park. I mean, I could, I could so keep cool. ticking so things cool. off. It is cool. It's also kind of exhausting. I'm sure. And uh, so we're looking forward to being in a, in a, literally for the first time, we won't have to tear down or set up and tear down like oh. every Sunday. We've been doing it for 19 years. So you'll be in a sanctuary or a, like an all-purpose it's, room? It's, a, it's their old sanctuary. They have a new sanctuary. Then Aye. they have an older sanctuary that's been renovated. It's a beautiful space. It's got nice aesthetics. And uh, yeah, so we, we, we're going to begin this week. Congratulations. Uh, at, well, at that's o'clock. really exciting. Yeah, there's lots of logistical things going on this week, uh, moving equipment and signing leases and all that kind of stuff. So will stuff. you be worshiping the same time the same other Same time. They're going to be at the at the north end in their sanctuary at 10. We'll be in our sanctuary at 10. There's an education building that will be shared space. And I'm really excited about not only being in the space, but uh, uh, their pastor, Father Chris, is a great guy I've known for 20 years. And we're looking for ways to partner and be the body of Christ, yeah. coming from different streams, different traditions, but finding ways to worship together, to pray together, to serve together in the community, create some win-win situations. That's fabulous. So, wow. I'm really yeah, excited for you guys. Exciting. No, wait, Terry, before you leave us, um, we met you... <laughs> We, yes. we met you years ago at a pirate oh game. And yes. We, and we, and someone said, there's Terry Tim. We were like, oh, jeez. Terry Tim. Terry Tim. I, yeah. He was kind of like, you know, in my mind's eye, like a guru. To yeah. Me. Well, it's Terry Tim. And we were like a little shy to talk to you. <laughs> now, we have a shared love of many things. Chief among them is baseball. Oh, my gosh. Aren't you oh feeling my gosh. good? This, this, is, this, is ama- this is amazing. Isn't it incredible? Uh, it is incredible. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to last, I don't but I just ride it out. I mean, think about this. Even if the if the Pirates only play 500 ball yeah. the rest of the year, yeah, it's when, gonna be it's gonna be phenomenal. Exactly. Directly, I mean, that's all we're asking. Yeah, no. But where we are right now, I'm it's telling you, I, I read an article in today's Trib. They're talking. This could be a World Series preview. No, I don't believe like, that. Okay. Oh yeah, they're playing who? They, they're Tampa, yeah, the Tampa Bay. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is two teams that are at the top of the... The two best teams in yeah. baseball. And the thing I love about the Pirates this year, I mean, when O'Neill Cruz got hurt, like, right. what, the, the whole thing, game? The whole I, thing could have folded. I, that's what I thought. Like I thought this team is going to... But I oh. love I love what the management did. They brought in mm-hmm. guitar playing Carlos Santana. Yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> and, and Who doesn't Kutch. have Europa as his walk-up <laughs> right. music. I don't understand. And, and Kutch, Kutch like, these, these guys have brought maturity and... Um, they're just grounded, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's been a game changer for oh, them. Isn't it just exciting? Yeah, it I mean, you, how many times do you pinch yourself and you go, this is the pirate? I can't believe it. <laughs> well, this is the thing. We're starving. I, 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 I cut my cable TV, uh, and so I can't, I can't watch them. But I've been listening to them on the radio. Oh, I've got a yeah. friend who's doing the same thing. Oh, my gosh. Thing. Isn't I feel, that great? Like, I feel like I'm like a teenager again with my transistor radio. Bob it's, Prince? Yes. It is so excellent. It, it is really. They it's, do it's such a, a good job. It's a different way of you know, experiencing baseball. So. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, it's That's great. awesome. Very good. Okay, we'll have to take in a game. <laughs> Better, yes. For sure. Please. Let's Not on a day like today. No. no, no. I'd like to. 70 and sunny. Yeah. I'd, li- I'd like it to be 75 before we head Listen, thanks a lot. You gave us a lot to chew on here. This is really, really good stuff. I agree. So you become our spiritual director. 
Well, whether, whether you wanted to or not. Yeah. As of today. All <laughs> right, you, we're Jared. taking a break. When we come back, uh, it's the eight home maintenance things that you should be doing this May in your house. Okay. So get it. Like, get your pen and pencil I've out. I've got maybe one of those. Right. We'll find out. WORD. In our daily devotional, Greg Laurie talks about the most important decision you'll ever make in life and its consequences. Start your day with biblical guidance for important decisions delivered directly to your inbox with our station's daily devotional email. Greg is joined by many other ministry leaders. It's amazing how your day can be shaped when you start with God's perspective. Subscribe to any of our devotionals or newsletters at wordfm.com slash subscribe. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Spring House. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown. This year, we're celebrating 250 years of God's faithfulness, making us the oldest anything in Pittsburgh, older than any newspaper, school, or business. God was working here before the nation was founded. Join us for worship in the majesty of our grand sanctuary, Sunday mornings at 1045. God's not done with this great old church. God's not done with you either. All right, May's upon us, even though it doesn't feel like it. So I, I've been wondering about home maintenance. And because May's upon yeah, us. Yeah, what are the kinds of things we should be doing? We hopefully, well, this weekend we should be outdoors, right? I think it's going to be nice Saturday Very and nice. Sunday. Yeah, 70 degree temperatures are on their way. So uh, the Washington Post uh, has a eight tasks for your home May maintenance checklist. First one, get the grill ready. 
Mm. Get it ready. If you clean the grill before stowing it for the winter, you might need to dust off a few cobwebs. But if not... I was going to say, what if you didn't do that? The interior, of course, is covered in crud. Yes. And so to clean it, you'll need a new or at least perfectly clean wire brush, a bucket, gloves, some dishwasher detergent, which is more alkaline and cuts through grease better than hand dishwashing detergent. Remove the grates, soak them in the bucket, fill with warm water. Uh, meanwhile, clean the grill. Start with a tubing where the gas flows out, makes flames because the wire bristles need to be cleaned for this step. And uh, you might need to lift off the heat distribution bars to access the tubing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Basically, they're saying uh, just take the grill apart. Right. And clean it with a rag and a scrubber, uh, scrungies. The grates should be soaked, put on gloves, and scrub with a wire brush. Rinse thoroughly and then put things back in place. Slide in a new drip pan, wipe off the exterior of the grill, and you are ready to go. How about that drip pan? That gets really gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, yep. now, let me say, guess what I have to do? I have to paint my grill. What? Why? Yeah, because it started flaking like at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem of this particular model, I guess, of the grill oh, really? that I have. It's a flaker. Yeah, it's a flaker. Mm-hmm. So I have to go. Spray paint it with black spray paint? Yep. Uh-huh. I bought the paint at the end of last season. Rustoli. Because I felt like I needed to have it. And so that as soon as the season was ready to start, I was good to go. Is it like a special, like heat resistant, you know, yep. yes, it is. space shuttle paint? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number two they're saying is to wash and inspect the house. You're going to wash your house? Near the end of May, you're likely to notice a big drop-off in pollen, the majority of which comes from trees. It's a signal it's time to clean the exterior of your house. Use a hose with a nozzle, not a pressure washer. Uh, The idea is to take off dirt and not the paint. A soft bristle brush with an extendable handle, such as an Extend A-Flow Auto Wash Scrub Brush. Whisk away spider eggs and minimize the need for a ladder. The process makes a house look fresh, gives you an up-close look at other issues that might need attention. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Are you doing that? Probably not. I don't think I'm doing that. I mean, My house is very tall. Yeah, I'm afraid to wash my house. Yeah, I'm afraid. I I believe the grime is holding it together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then let's not remove it. I'm just saying. Wash the windows. Okay. You can wash the window interiors, of course, anytime, but for the exteriors, Wait for a rain-free day after the pollen eases. Hire a professional if the windows are hard to reach and you're not comfortable working on a ladder. Highly recommended. If you tackle the job yourself, use warm water, a little hand dishwashing detergent, a teaspoon of soap to two gallons of water, wipe off the window frame, and you know you're not a cleaning. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Fix and clean your screens. Oh. Um, I go to uh, Masters Hardware. Yeah. And uh, take them down there, get them back in about a week or so. Fairly inexpensive. What do they do with them? They take them to send them out to a guy who puts new screens on. Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, Open up your house for fresh air. Remove the screens. Clean them on a bathtub or a lawn. Use a soft brush or a sponge and warm soapy water. Rinse and clean them. Allow to uh, dry the reinstall. I'm I'm a little afraid to take my screens out. Yeah. Because I took one out and could could not get it back in. Of course. That's Uh a problem with an old house. If you have small uh, holes in the screens, get patch material that you can stick on by blasting it with hot air from an air dryer. Have you seen this? No. You can buy it on Amazon. They're just little tiny. It's a little screen patch. Patch, yeah. Huh, okay. Looks pretty easy. Install an outdoor clothesline. Now, my mom had an outdoor clothesline. I had an outdoor clothesline. 
Celebrate spring by setting up to enjoy the scent and texture of air-dried sheets and towels and the satisfaction of taking a small step toward using Lex Energy. You are shaking your head vigorously like, no. Okay, I did this for years yeah. because I was trying, we were trying to save money. Yeah. And um, it, the sheets were hard. There is that. Okay, and so you want something other than a hard sheet when you get in your bed at night. Right, right. So you just lose all the softness of, and so... Why is that? Why do they get hard outside? I don't, it's something to do with the fact that there's no heat on them. Not hot air, right, right. Clean your gutters and deal with the water. Yeah, that's important. Uh, It's a chore that may warrant doing in the spring, not just in the fall, of course. We just did our, in the fall. Um... A difference about gutter cleaning in the spring, though, is that any drainage issues related to gutter water are far more pleasant to deal with now, of mm-hmm. course, than when the weather is cold. Uh, during a rainstorm, watch how water flows from your gutter downspouts. If it puddles by the foundation, divert the water further away, ideally at least 10 feet. You might need to underground uh, go into underground piping. Can you imagine that? <laughs> no, thanks a lot. No, no, no. Or you can pipe the water to a rain garden. And, you know, if you're getting to do that, you need to call someone. Yeah, to... I think there's a deeper problem right. there. Spring clean out. Spring cleaning is a term usually applied to interior chores. Um, I don't know. Clean outside. Hauling away piles of branches. Of course, you right. know your yard. Did, did pick that, up right. sticks. I've, I've done, yep. done this two afternoons. Sure. Walk around my yard and pick up sticks because they're everywhere, right? Right. Uh, check with your local solid waste agency or company to find out how to deal with yard waste, bricks, concrete, other construction, demolition material, piling bricks or other reusable items at the curb with a free sign might also work. Where's this from? Uh, Washington Post. Okay. Mm-hmm. Today's Washington Post. You can check that out if yep. you need more things to check on around the homestead. Clean up your house. Just go out there. Uh, I'm excited about, about our last segment today because we're going to talk about why you should eat more bread. Why you should everything? Is nobody everybody bread. says you shouldn't eat bread. Right. I love bread. I try not to eat bread. Maybe after the next segment, I'm going to go home and have like a hoagie. <laughs> Let's hope so. All right. More breads next. The following is not an actor, but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands, and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you called Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life and it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the irs this is important news the irs just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems it's called the taxpayer relief initiative and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the irs and no one knows this program like the professionals at optima tax relief america's most trusted tax resolution company they've resolved over one billion dollars in tax debt for their clients and 
and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs service like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. Looking for some extra income? Get competitive pay and flexible hours as a school bus driver with A1 Transit, providing safe, reliable, affordable transportation throughout the tri-state since 1989. Perfect for retirees. This fun, family-run company offers free CDL classes and a sign-on bonus. Must be 24 years or older to apply and must complete a background check. A1 Transit in Lawrenceville. To apply in person, call 412-781-6170. That's 412-781-6170. The, uh, we're at the grocery store, and uh, my wife and I, will, you know, you'll pass, you go to a nice store, there are these beautiful loaves of bread, right? I mean, mm. what's the, the bakery on the on the north side? Breadworks. Breadworks. <laughs> Boy. The ciabatta at Breadworks, or just about any bread you get from the Breadworks, off the charts. But you see this big loaf of bread, and you think, how, am I, how are we going to eat all that? Or why would we want to eat all that? It's so delicious, but you know it's so filling. And you think it's going to go stale before we have a chance to really delve into it. Yes. You have that conversation. Yes. I often have that conversation, but the people at the Breadworks told me what to do about that. Oh, what did they say? Mm-hmm. So what I do is now is I go and buy uh, three loaves of bread at the Breadworks, and then I go home and I wrap it up in saran wrap, in four, in uh, pa- make little packages of four slices Okay. Wait, wait. You got to cut each loaf four nope, slices. No, they're, 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 they're pre-cut. Okay. Pre-cut. So I take four slices, wrap them up in saran wrap, and then maybe three of those little packages of four will fit in a large saran freezer bag. Thing, yeah. Put it in a freezer. So the key they said is to freeze it the day you get it. Okay. Because if you're waiting till the bread is old, that's then why no are you point. freezing right, it? There's right, no right. point. Just throw it away. So that's what I've been doing. And so and? then as I eat bread, which I only eat in toast form, I just pull it out of the freezer and, and put it? it right. It's delicious. It still tastes fresh? It's delicious. And it goes right from freezer to toaster. Really? You don't you defrost don't it? You don't thought. Uh-uh. You do not thought. Okay. That's it's nice delicious. Tip. You heard it here. Yeah. From the Breadworks. Okay. Well, so we saw this piece, why you should eat more bread and how to do it right. Now, you just told me how to do it right. They're not really addressing why you should eat more bread. No, but. Uh, the cobsbread.com site does address that. What is it? Cobs, C-O-B-S, bread.com. C-O-B-S.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so it's talking about how bread's gotten a bad rap over the years because people are going for low-carb diets, gluten-free diets, all that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they're saying there are a couple things to think about. Number one being bread is not the enemy. First, co- carbohydrates are our body's preferred energy source. Yummy. Uh, it's what our brain and muscle both prefer for steady energy throughout the day. Focus on good quality, 
complex carbs like whole grains. So that's not eating Wonder Bread, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right, right. These also take longer to digest, which can help you feel full for longer. Um, vegetables, don't forget, are also carbohydrates. That's mm-hmm. another thing they talk about here. But they're good for us. Does that mean that vegetables and bread are the same thing? Well, obviously they're not the same thing. But it's a good reminder why all carbs aren't bad for you. You're not mm-hmm. going to look at broccoli and think it's bad for you. Right. But you tend to look at bread and think it's bad for you when they're both carbs. Um, now, this says... No single food is going to make you gain weight. So bread is not going to make you gain weight. So in it's fact, not the enemy. it says hearty, high-fiber breads can actually have the opposite effect, make you feel full for longer, provide you with adequate energy, and prevent your cravings and your overeating later in the day, John. I want a sandwich right now. I want a Capicole hard salami, Swiss cheese, roasted red peppers, That's delicious. arugula, pickles, tomatoes, mayonnaise on ciabatta. That sounds good. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.